Thank you for tuning in to our podcast, Salt and Light, where we'll cover foundational principles for being a disciple of Jesus Christ. Enjoy this episode with ears to hear and hearts that listen. So let's go check the facts with your host, also known as my dad, Casey Harrison. Welcome back and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Salt and Light Ministries, where we focus on addressing mistakes and correcting the course to help us build a firm foundational relationship with God, and we empower disciples to disciple. Now a little housekeeping. If you enjoyed the content of this ministry so far and all the other podcasts, I'm going to invite you to share it, leave a like on Facebook, and leave a comment and let people know what you think of the actual content. Then I'm going to ask you to click follow on whatever platform you're listening to the podcast. That way you can get the, all the updates that we uh, give out on a weekly basis. And there's going to be more content coming soon. Also, if you want to financially partner with the ministry, you can do so through the link in the description of this episode. Or you can go to saltandlight.buzzsprout.com and just click the little heart icon at the very top of the page. And you can financially partner with this ministry through Patreon or PayPal. You can find the links there. Okay, enough of the housekeeping. Let's dive in to the content for this week. So far, we've been in the toolbox series where we've been going through the different tools God gave us in order to build a firm foundational relationship with Him. Last week, we actually talked about the inner voice. This week, we're going to be talking about our emotions, feelings. Now, is there a difference between emotions and feelings? Absolutely. We'll dive into that here in a second. We're supposed to use emotions as a tool, not allow emotions to turn us into a tool. But in order to understand how to use emotion, we first have to understand the difference between our emotions and our thoughts. Those thoughts being the inner voice we talked about last week. Our inner voice and our emotions are meant to work together to build us up, not tear us down. Build others up, not tear them down. So what are emotions and what are feelings? An emotion. The technical definition for emotion is a natural instinctive state of mind deriving from one's circumstances, mood, and relationships. In layman's terms, emotion is the part of a person's character that consists of feelings. Now, what are some of these emotions, you might ask? <laughs> Let me tell you. Researching what emotions are out there and how many there are is pretty complicated. I think I found a base seven that most scientists agree on. So from a scientific aspect, there are seven base emotions. Anger, fear, disgust, happiness, sadness, surprise, and contempt. Out of all of these emotions is where we get feelings. Human beings have a crazy capacity to create multiple different feelings by combining different emotions. When you combine emotions, you get the feelings of admiration, appreciation, amusement, boredom, calmness, confusion, empathy, envy, horror, interest, nostalgia, romance, satisfaction, sexual desire, sympathy. I mean, there are so many different feelings you can have when you combine different emotions. One thing that's very important to understand is that emotions and feelings are not inherently bad. There's nothing wrong with having strong emotions. There's nothing wrong with having strong feelings. They're not a bad thing. Now, some might disagree with me, and frankly, I don't care. I understand why they would disagree because I used to think the same way. 
Feelings bad. Must turn off all feelings. I don't want to get hurt. See, I used to think that turning off my feelings meant that I couldn't get hurt. And in retrospect, it kind of worked. At least I thought it did. But the reason I wasn't getting hurt wasn't because I wasn't feeling. It's because I wasn't living life. You can't live life to its fullest without your emotions and without your feelings. I used to live in what I would call zombie land. Zombie land was where it was like a light switch. I turned off my emotions, or at least I thought I did. And that cost me a lot. It cost me a lot of different relationships that would have been very beneficial. And it cost me a lot of friendships over the years. It even cost me my first marriage. I had turned off my emotions, so I wasn't emotionally available. I wasn't emotionally available for myself, so I certainly wasn't emotionally available for her. I couldn't give her what she needed because I wasn't getting what I needed. Turning off my feelings was the wrong thing to do. Having feelings and having emotions was not wrong. Feelings are not bad. What we need to do is take control of our feelings and use them in a productive manner. See, feelings can be helpful if they're used properly and not ignored. But in order to use your emotions, you first have to understand how to control your emotions. Keep in mind, you can't control something that you ignore. I just told you how I used to turn off my emotions, right? At least that's what I called it. In all actuality, I was suppressing my emotions and suppressing my feelings, bottling them up, ignoring them. It's kind of like a two liter Coke bottle and a sleeve of Mentos. Have you ever taken a Mentos and put it into a two liter Coke bottle, tightened down the top of it and threw it? That's an explosion waiting to happen. That was me. See, I was the two liter bottle and every feeling I would have would be a Mentos into that Coca-Cola. And I would hold that top down as much as I could. And I only ever allowed two emotions to be seen. Happiness and anger. Now my anger only came out after the Mentos feelings that I had put into my two liter Coke got so intense that it exploded. So basically I was happy until I had an anger explosion. You see, when I would explode in anger, I would just react. I wouldn't respond to anything. I'd say and do some extremely harmful things towards whoever was around me. It didn't matter. I wouldn't physically hurt them, but I'm good with words. People say sticks and stones can break your bones, but words can never hurt you. Lied. I could hurt a lot of people with the words that I used when I would have an anger explosion. Suppressing your emotions is not the same as controlling your emotions. Suppression only leads to uncontrolled emotional outburst. And an uncontrolled emotional outburst is like spinning in a circle blindfolded while shooting a gun at rapid fire. Someone's going to get hurt. So you might be wondering, how do I control my emotions? Think of them like a tool. In fact, picture a hammer. If you've ever picked up a hammer, how many times has that hammer swung your arm and did whatever it wanted to do with your arm? I'm going to go out on a limb here and say never. You're the one that has to put the energy into the hammer and swing it to either build something or break something. So why can't you do that with your anger? Why can't you do that with sadness? Why can't you do that with desire? Why can't you take whatever emotion you're feeling, pick it up by the handle, 
and put energy into it in a direction you want it to move instead of letting it direct your movements. So how do you control your emotions? Grab them by the handle. Once you've taken your feelings by the handle, that's when you can learn how to use them and how much energy to put in them to make them do what you want them to do. And the way you do this is by listening to that inner voice that we talked about last week. The inner voice is key. After you listen to that inner voice, you can check in with your crew. After you've checked in with your crew, you can figure out how much energy to put behind the emotion that you've picked up by the handle. And where do you need to direct it? That's where you go to the blueprint and find out exactly how you need to swing it. Remember that blueprint's the Bible. Go in there and see how God used his feelings. Whoa, Casey, God has feelings? Yeah, he does. You can see it all through the Old Testament. You can see it through the New Testament. Remember, you're made in God's image. You're made in his likeness. You need proof that God has feelings? Go check out Psalms 37, 12, and 13. The wicked plot against the righteous and gnash his teeth at him. But the Lord laughs at the wicked because the Lord sees the day that's coming for them. Wicked people try to come against God's people. And they make their little plans to try and harm us. And God's up there laughing. I can picture God right now. He's like, oh, how cute. You've got a little plan to hurt my kid. <laughs> Wait. God laughs at all of these situations. So why can't you? Remember, God said no weapon formed against you shall prosper. So any plans that the wicked come up with, it ain't going to work. Not as long as you're submitted to sovereignty. You're made in his image, you're made in his likeness. John eleven thirty five. 35. You see here where Jesus gets sad because it says Jesus wept. This is where Lazarus had died and he's at the tomb of Lazarus. This shows how Jesus connects with us if we connect to him. Jesus mourned for his brother Lazarus. Jesus wept. So why can't you? I mean, I grew up in an era where I was taught real men don't cry. Why not? Jesus did. He told me crying's good enough for him, but it's not good enough for me. Ooh. I'm made in his image. I'm made in his likeness. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world, he gave his only son, that whosoever should believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God loved so much that he allowed his son to choose to die on a cross. God even chose to describe himself as love. So God loves. Why can't you? You're made in his image. You're made in his likeness. Proverbs 6, 19 through 16 these things the Lord hates. Yes, seven are an abomination to him. And it goes on to say, a proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that are swift in running toward evil, a false witness who speaks lies, and one who sows discord among brethren. God hates these things that can be detrimental to the body of Christ, to his children. God hates so why can't you? You're made in his image. You're made in his likeness. And I know I probably just lost a few of you right there because I can hear somebody saying right now, Casey, the scripture's clear. We're supposed to love and not hate. Don't worry. I'll get back to that topic in another episode. For now, just understand that love and hate are choices made from emotion. They're not actual emotions. Love and hate are choices. The point is, because God has emotions and feelings, we have emotions and feelings. 
God made choices based on his emotions and his feelings, such as love and hate. So that means we have the ability to make choices with our emotions and our feelings. We just need God's help to figure out how to use those choices. And why do we need God's help with that? Because there's a big difference between God's feelings and our feelings. God's emotion and our emotion. See, God's emotions are pure. They're perfect. None of God's emotions mix together at the same time. His sadness is pure. There's no anger. His anger is pure. There's no revenge. His happiness is pure. It's not mixed with desire. So the choices that God makes out of those emotions are pure and perfect. Unlike mankind, remember, we're broken since the fall of man. We learned that in the foundation series. So we're in a sin nature. So our natural instinct is to blend our emotions. Therefore, our feelings are not pure or perfect. Our anger is typically mixed with some sort of sadness and jealousy. Our happiness is typically mixed with lust and desire. Here's one for you. Our fear was never even supposed to be there. Whoa, what do you mean? Scripture says, fear the Lord. Yeah, but the Lord doesn't have the emotion of fear. I invite you to search through all of Scripture and tell me where it says that God fears anything. That wasn't an emotion he gave us in the beginning. That's an emotion we accepted in the fall of man. Scripture's clear. God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and of a sound mind. That's precurse pre-fall of man. Scripture is also very clear when it says, fear not, I am with you. It says all over the Bible, do not fear, fear not, do not fear. Jesus told it to multiple people, don't fear. Why is Jesus saying don't fear? Because that's not a godly attribute that was given to you. Now this is a side note. If fear is not a godly attribute that was given to you when you were created, why does the Bible say to fear God? Because that's God's way of Romans 8.28ing it and using all things to the benefit for you. Fear is not yours originally. But if you're going to use fear, then you better fear the only person that should be feared, and that's God himself. Fear the creator of all things. Our emotions, although they're flawed, God uses those emotions to bring us to a choice. And we can choose to use them constructively or let them use us. Does that mean we're going to make perfect choices? Absolutely not. Our choices are always going to be imperfect and flawed. That's why it's important that you know that you can't do it without God. In fact, I had a battle with this earlier this week. I woke up one morning and I was feeling just, bleh, just down. I felt unloved, undesired unworthy. I, there, there's so many different feelings that were going on inside of me. When I woke up, remember how I said emotion is the natural instinctive state of mind determined by mood, circumstance, and relationships? Well, my mood was singing a country song by Jody Messina. My give a damn's busted. I had no motivation. My motivation was non-existent. But my circumstances were relaxed. I'd just woken up and it was a pretty good night's sleep. And I wasn't doing anything at the time. Nothing was pressuring me in any sort of way. I didn't have things I had to get done by a specific time. I had goals I wanted to meet throughout the day, sure. But we should all have goals. 
it just seemed like I was running on an empty tank. You know, mentally empty. And I couldn't pinpoint what emotions were causing those negative feelings. Because my emotions were so mixed and not pure. And I was concentrating on that so hard that it started to lead me to a depressed state of mind. It started leading me into depression. It wasn't until I slowed down. I had to remember the blueprint God gave me. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean into your own understanding. And in all your ways, acknowledge Him and He will make your paths straight. See, I was acknowledging the emotions, but I wasn't acknowledging God. And that was leading me down into depression. But the blueprint says to acknowledge God. Okay, so I slowed down. I went back to my blueprint. I started to listen to that inner voice that was talking to me like, this isn't right. That inner voice was telling me something was off. And so, okay, there's the first witness. My inner voice is telling me something's wrong. The blueprint tells me I need to acknowledge God. Let me talk to my crew. So I talked to my wife. She is one of the people that God's put around me. And we're talking things through. I'm, I'm telling her, I don't understand why I'm feeling this way. And I also called up a buddy of mine, Andre. I'm like, dude, this is just, it's weird. I'm just drained. I, I don't have a reason to be drained. I just got finished with Thanksgiving. I didn't do anything in the ministry. I helped out a couple of people, of course, but... You know, I'm just feeling I'm weak. And Andre was able to encourage me. My wife was able to encourage me and remind me of things that God had told me a long time ago. And it's kind of unsettling when people start using your own words against you. It's like, oh, you're right. So because of the blueprint, because of that inner voice and because of my crew, I was able to pick up the handle of those feelings and ask the Holy Spirit for help to tell me, where I need to start swinging this hammer. Only then was I able to use those same feelings that the devil meant to harm me and send me into a state of depression to destroy the depression that was trying to take over. Why only then? Because greater is he who is in me than he that's in the world. Now you heard me mention the blueprint, the crew, the inner voice, feelings, and I also mentioned the Holy Spirit. We don't have time to dive into that today, but we're going to talk about that next week. Because the Holy Spirit is the next tool that God gave us in our toolbox. Let's recap. Our emotions come from God. You're made in His likeness. You're made in His image. The only emotion that didn't come from God is fear. That came from Satan. The second thing we learned is all emotions, even fear, are here to guide us toward God. As long as we use our inner voice, that inner voice God gave us. We use that inner voice to help guide those emotions in the right direction, the way God intended them to be used. And we make a choice on how we're going to use those emotions, and we stand by it. We stand firm. Now, I'm going to be honest. I am not a master of emotion. I'm still learning all about this. I went years without learning anything about my feelings. So I am not a master of this at all, and I fall down flat on my face. So that means you're probably going to fall flat on your face when you try to start controlling your emotions and using them to be constructive. And guess what? It's okay for you to fall down. Falling down does not make you a failure. Staying down makes you a failure. So if you fall down, get up and brush it off. I heard somewhere, and I don't have the fact in front of me, but Edison made a hundred light bulbs before he made one that actually worked. And when someone asked Edison, you know, how did it feel to fail a hundred times? Edison said, I didn't fail a hundred times. I learned a hundred ways of not making a light bulb. So if you fall down, it's okay. That's just one way that you're not going to do it again. 
And that's all the time we really have for today. So until next week, be bold, be strong, and be blessed.